going on, One Word listeners? Welcome back to an episode of the One Word Podcast. We are on episode five of season two. We are joined today by Tim Turkshin, who is the president and CEO at Teleregion. He's got a ton of really, really good stuff, especially for young business professionals like so many of us are. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. But before we get into it, make sure that you pause Leave us a review or give us a rating on whatever app you're listening through. We would love that. It helps us so much. Once you do that, you can jump in. So buckle up. Here we go. Awesome. All right, Tim. Thanks so much for being with us today on the One Word Podcast. I am so excited to have you. I'm blessed to be here. Thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you. Uh, this is going to be great. I'm so excited for the wisdom that you'll bring to our listeners. And uh, you have so much experience in uh, business and in working with people and leading people. And you've led people for a long time now. But we all know that there's a difference between being in charge and leadership. And you've already shown that. You can correct me in saying you don't have employees. You just have a team. So would you be able to talk about that for a little bit? Happily. Um, you know, w- once upon a time in my young career, uh, early in my career when I was younger, maybe it's the better way to say it. I don't know that I understood that to be so true. And it took me a while to learn that the people that worked with me uh, and or for me, if I was directly responsible as an inline manager, um, I don't know that I thought about it as a team uh, in the way that I do today. And I hope that in my conversation today, others will have the opportunity to potentially learn quicker, uh, see what I've learned over many years of experience and take what I've learned and do it better, faster, stronger the next time, which is ultimately what uh, everything is all about. I know that I probably learned it better, faster, stronger, because I had some great mentors in my life, people that took me under their wing and, you know, would correct me on the side instead of front of in front of people to help me understand what leadership and, you know, managing people and getting projects done and the work that I was doing was all about. And it, it really is about a team of people. Uh, my current partner, uh, Dwight Foster, uh, we work together at Teleregen. Um, you know, titles are titles. I'm the CEO. Well, that's because I'm the chief storyteller. And Dwight's the CFO because he's really good with numbers. Um, but we and all of the other people on the team, it's not about titles and using titles for leadership. It's about doing the best thing that we can do to help the company move forward and keep doing what we're doing together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Dwight was a former professional hockey player. He played in the NHL for 11 years. Wow. And, he is all about team. And, you know, even on the team that you're playing with, not against, you are going to have your bouts, your battles. And it's about having those battles and coming out and becoming a stronger team after those battles. So the word team is representative of a lot of things that help everybody who's working together with a goal and a purpose, purpose to achieve that purpose and goal faster, more efficiently, and potentially with greater outcomes for a business that will improve profitability, which then allows for financial rewards, which we know that God talks about are all great and you're allowed to have them um, if things are done in a manner that works so well together. So there, there are my, that's a short, as short as I can make it, thought on leadership in the word team versus employee. Uh, we are all employees. Um, we all would, you know, if we're working for a company, uh, have a number that makes us an employee of the company. That's the legal thing. We all have to have that, but it's not, it's about being a team and not an employee, not working for someone, but with someone. And it doesn't matter who that someone is at all, period. 
That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Tim. And one of the pieces, if you don't mind digging a little deeper on that, I that stood out to me is how you talked about the battles or maybe there's some butting heads between the teams. A lot of people don't think that good teams go through that, but you pointed out that great teams go through that, but become stronger because of it. You know, I, as I, I was thinking about that, um, you're right. And there's, you know, oh, so many battles that people have, uh, whether it's inside themselves or with other people, um, issues that exist, things that are created. We don't know what people bring to the table from their outside life when they come into the work environment. Um, you know, all sorts of things happen. You know, the, the simple example of, you know, you're driving down the road and somebody uh, cuts you off and or flips you off or does something inappropriate and you don't know what you did that caused that situation to happen. Well, you don't know what's going on in that person's life. Possibly their spouse has died, their child is in an auto accident. Um, all sorts of terrible things could be happening for that person. We, as the receiver of that, don't know. And in the professional world, you know, you, people come together to work together, but we all, including myself, bring things to the table. And it's nice to have that tree that you hang stuff on at the end of the day before you come into your home from work. I don't know that we necessarily do the same thing when we come to work. Hmm. We don't hang things from our personal life on a tree and let God take it uh, before we go to work. So some things happen in the work environment and that may create strife. And those moments of strife, um, you know, it's all about learning and the battle and the battle is hopefully a you know non-physical occurrence but uh, it is still a battle it's a battle of minds and will and it's up to the people on the team which makes the team to be able to deal with those things and um, as the you know saying goes you know from the ashes the phoenix will rise um, typically battles end up with fires and ashes and things burning and i have many examples of my time specifically right now with dwight foster where you know, I have had to take steps backwards as the leader of the company, per se, the chief storyteller, and think about myself and who I am in the role I'm playing in this company and have learned great things from those opportunities where I've been, you know, in conflict with Dwight and or other members on the team and or they with me. And I don't ask them to report back to me or anybody report to, you know, what you take back. It's all about making sure that we're still all good going forward and always in every battle it 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 is such a great it's the shortest word in the um dictionary and it is so encompassing of so much uh, <laughs> always turns out better after the battle is over even in the personal relationship with my wife you know we have our battles and sure. you know the the makeup time after a battle is always a wonderful time awesome well yeah. thanks for sharing that tim i uh I sure hope that Dwight doesn't uh, still fight like he did when he played hockey, right? <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's funny. I, I actually used that term this morning with him on the phone as that I actually got to throw him an elbow today. Uh, a fun one. It was a good one. But I know that I'm going to get five or six back. Uh, and, uh, no, he doesn't physically fight with like he used to. Um, not, he, he wasn't much of a fighter anyways. He was a skill player. But anybody that plays hockey at the level of professional hockey knows how to defend themselves and not put up with what another player might be doing to them to create a uh, change in their game. So sure. I wouldn't have wanted to be on the receiving end of anything that he might throw physically still today <laughs> ever. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. funny. But no, we have our, we, we throw each other elbows. I don't get to throw too many yet. So today was a fun day. I got to have a, a moment with him and I know I'm getting five or six coming back. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. 
Hey, so um, what are some of the core principles and practices that you focus on at Teleregion? Core principles and practices and focusing at Teleregion. You know, it, it's about being authentic, being present. Um, we don't have a lot of team interaction as the, the team is actually spread out across the country. Um, we're a small team. We're not a huge organization, but we're um, across the country in different places doing the different things that we're doing, working on the science that we have. Um, and that, you know, you need to be present and authentic in those short moments when you have the opportunity to communicate with another person and not um, veering off of authenticity so that you're creating more challenges. It's just stay present and, and speak to those moments and what's going on as clear and as concise as you can to be effective. That's really good. I think you're probably being all over the country already have had that experience, but I think a lot of other organizations right now that are not used to being spread out, that are used to all being in the same workspace every day are realizing when you don't get to be around each other every day, those moments that you are together, it's so crucial to be present. So I think a lot of people can take some away from that. Thanks for sharing that, Tim. Absolutely. It is. And uh, the authenticity piece, even when you're together and you, t you know, don't take it for granted, that you have this opportunity with people so easily to talk and communicate, but to be authentic with your hellos and how are you doing? Because if you ask the question, how are you doing? And you really don't have time to sit and listen to the person who might respond with, you know, I'm really challenged today. Don't ask it. That's not being authentic. Mm -hmm. So if somebody, you know, as a leader, you know, and there were several times I can think back to when I was at pods running that organization, you know, I tried to check in with my team and the people on the, in the organization as much as I could. And seeing people, I would stop and ask them, how are you doing? And I might be walking out the door to a meeting. But if I ask the question and that person wants to talk, it's up to me now, and this is leadership, to take the time to listen and to be appropriate and authentic with them. And I do have the, there is a way to tell them I have a meeting to go to. By saying up front, hey, you know, I asked and I want to hear. I have about two or three minutes right now. Is that okay? Can you tell me your story now? I'll listen. But I have a meeting I need to get to that's beneficial for our company. So hopefully you're, you'll allow me to go to that. If not, and it's urgent and it's serious, please let me know. I'll stop and I'll reschedule my meeting. And by letting people know that you're that serious that you will reschedule, if it's an urgent family, something's terrible and I asked and they didn't come to me, and this is how you respond to those things. It's not, it's it, how you respond to what you are given is what makes you the person you are, not with what, who you are. Wow. How you respond to things is really what makes you the person you are. Something, and I'm not perfect. I'm grateful I have him upstairs and I can ask for forgiveness for those times that I wasn't the perfect person and didn't respond really well. And I'm grateful he's there to help me out of those times. <laughs> hey, we're in the same boat, brother. Yep. <laughs> All um, of us. But that's really cool to hear a CEO, or as you call yourself, a chief storyteller, uh, say that, that there's no one that's too small for you to say, how are you doing, and sit and listen. And I love how you said, don't ask if you, don't, if you aren't willing to give the time, because it's not authentic to ask someone, how are you doing, and keep walking out the door, keep blowing past. I love that. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for sharing that. No, you're welcome. So I wanted to ask you, um, you know, an important aspect of a healthy organization is being able to say no. So please share about um, one of your principles or quotes that you've shared with me uh, centered around this topic. Yeah, um, a healthy organization, a healthy family, a healthy personal relationship. Um, as the leader of the company, uh, 
I ask somebody to do something. I'm going to use pods as the example right now, you know, um, at, which was more task oriented versus teleregion. Um, we would have jobs to do that weren't always the most pleasant jobs, cleaning containers after somebody uses a container. We were clean. We cleaned our containers after every use. Maybe it was only a sweep out, but sometimes they needed to be washed. And I would ask the team to pitch in and wash containers. And sometimes people said no. Okay, well, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I could force them to do it, put their job on the line and tell them, you're going to do this or you're fired. Or accept the fact that they say no. No, I, I have to go. Um, I've got my kid's baseball game or whatever it is. Okay, well then they would see me out there washing the containers and know, hey, well, his time's probably better spent than washing containers. So the next time, you know, I won't say no, or I can say yes. And, you know, I, I didn't have this saying my whole life, but I came to an understanding of this with um, things happening in my personal life that um, meant a lot. And that is my, no, my yes means nothing if you aren't willing to hear my no. And it works well in business because, you know, I, if the leader's not willing to hear no, well, then the yes doesn't mean anything. And the reverse, if people are coming to the leader looking for something and they're, you know, they want the yes answer, the yes answer, the yes answer, well, yes means nothing. They, it doesn't have substance if that the person that's leading the company doesn't say, no, I'm sorry, you can't have a raise. Well, this is how we're going to get you through to that raise opportunity. And then the yes happens. And really where it comes into play is kids and raising kids, whether they're young or teen or young adult and or just your friends. If I, you know, if I say yes all the time, well, what does it really mean? Oh, yeah, you know, so what? It's yes. But you got to be willing to hear a no. And the no has to be authentic, too. You can't just throw it out there. It has to be from an authentic place. Hmm. That's really good, Tim. My yes doesn't mean anything unless you hear my no. Wow, that's so good. I'm taking that to heart after this. It's really good. Oh, think, think about him upstairs. Mm. You know, how many times do you get a yes from him? It's on his time when he says yes, mm. if he says yes, for all the prayers that you ask him. That's right. So no's okay because there's a greater being leading. There's a greater purpose. So in thinking about a leader of a company, there must be something more important, something, you know, greater scope. If that person is, who's leading the company is thinking about the whole and not the one. Wow. That's so good. Thanks, Tim. Hey, Tim, as we uh, wrap up here, get towards the end of this episode, we have a lot of young listeners out there. And so uh, I always love to ask this question is what would be some of your best advice to some of the young listeners out there on this episode? The best advice to young listeners. Well, back to being authentic and figuring out what your authenticity is, is important. Uh, I didn't know my authenticity until my 30s, believe it or not. And that's when I first started to understand what authenticity meant. Um, you are a blessed person. You, I feel and sense your authenticity. I don't know how you got to where you are today at such a young age to be there, but you have it. You understand who you are and what your purpose is. And it's, it's really important that people of any age, it's never ever too late to start, whether you're young or old, to understand authenticity and coming from your heart and being of that thought when communicating with other people and respecting other people when you communicate with them. Um, it's, that, that is really um, the most important thing because 
without other people, we don't exist. We can't exist. Um, you know, I want to make hugging great again. Um, hugging nice. is important. Human contact is important. And you can't have human contact and you can't break down barriers to getting to hug somebody unless there's a respect and a true respect for the other person, which comes from your authenticity yourself to get to that point where another person trusts you enough to be in close proximity. So be authentic, be present, um, and, uh, and be respectful of everyone and who they are as you would want to be treated by them. That is as simple as I can get for anybody out there, but especially young people looking to forge their way in this world and always you know, work on figuring out your purpose and oh, it doesn't, you don't have to have it, you know, today is, you know, your purpose today will change. The purpose I had 30 years ago is not the same purpose I have today, but it all comes from the same heart. Amen. Amen. Tim, you said that was simple, but it was beautiful and profound and so necessary for all of us. So thank you for sharing that. Hey, before we go, we're starting a yeah. new segment. This is season two of the podcast. So one of our new segments is called top five. So we would love to top hear five. your top five attributes you look for in a person that you're looking to hire. Would that be cool? Sure. It's tough because it, it it's um, depends on the position. So I'm not, you know, as to the specific professional parameters and what you're looking for, but as in a person, um, the top five, one is straight, that's integrity. Um, are you willing to do simply what you are, what you say you're going to do? Uh, I'm hiring you for a job to cut grass. Are you willing to cut the grass? The answer is yes. And are you going to be happy with the wage you're going to be paid to cut the grass? The answer is yes. Are you simply willing to do what you say you're going to do is the bounds of integrity that I'm talking about. It's not about the truth and honesty and that's awesome and wonderful, but in, you can break integrity down to simply just doing what you say you're going to do. And if a person can talk themselves through that and explain their, their being behind that, that is a, a, a huge point. Uh, passion for something, anything is important. Uh, it doesn't have to be passion for my business um, that I'm hiring you for. You know, you, you don't have to create something that, you know, because you want the job. Oh, I'm, I'm passionate about making lemonade. I, I want to make, make lemonade. I've always wanted to make lemonade. My whole life, I want to make lemonade. Okay, why? But somebody... <laughs> that you're hiring has been passionate about something somewhere in their life. Tell me that you understand passion. I'll help you to become passionate about my business and what we're, what we're doing together as a team. That's good. That's my job. You don't have to be passionate about my business when I hire you, but be passionate about something. Show me you have the ability to bring passion forward, um, that you've, you've uh, been a part of the community, um, doing things in the community, that you have a heart for others, uh, caring for others, because there's so many professional attributes that can be driven from that core component of caring for other people and doing something for other people. Um, composure, how you carry yourself, how do you hold yourself when you're in a conversation? Uh, I know I've been moving around a little bit here in our meeting, trying not to move too much, but if somebody's <laughs> fidgety, uh, you know, and, and it, it points out something, to me that there's a level of uncomfortableness and it's my job to see if I can create a level of comfort for them while talking with them. And if I can't, then composure doesn't exist in that person. Then they may still get hired, but it's gonna be a longer road for them to achieve what they want in the organization and for the organization to give back to them. And not that it, people can't be coachable, but if somebody else comes in for the interview and a conversation and they have composure, they get a star and you don't. And then tell me how you're dedicated to something, anything. 
Tell me why you would be dedicated. I want to hire you. I'm going to spend a lot of money training you. I'm going to spend my time working with you to bring you into the organization so you feel attached to my organization and that you don't want to leave. And I, you know, I, I don't just say that. I have done it. Um, as, a, as the pods owner, I was you know, of Michigan, um, our drivers, which isn't a glorious position, but it was, a, it was my customer facing position. It was the person that sure. saw the customer not live, not really? the sales rep on the phone, but actually saw the customer live. I spent a lot of time with my driving team and made sure that they were happy and doing what they were doing and had the longest tenure of anybody throughout the entire country of people willing to drive a truck um, and wanting to drive a truck to be part of our team to do what they did to lessen the stress of people moving. And so how are you gonna be dedicated? It's part of the leader's job to get you to that point, but I wanna hear that there's at least a piece in you that's dedicated to doing something. You know, maybe you were a kid and you built models and you were dedicated to, you know, you, you had this model and it, it was 5,000 pieces to put it together, but you did it. And you were dedicated to getting it done. Well, that tells me something about you as a person. So we've got integrity, we've got passion, we've got composure, um, we've got the care. Um, well, that's uh, community spirit. Community spirit Care comes from community spirit um, and dedication. Those are the, for me, if somebody comes to the table with four or five today, that's significant. I think most people are bringing three of the five okay. to the table. Um, if you find somebody that's a five of five, hire them to, hire, don't even stop your interviewing and you're, you're in. Wow. Um, how you present that to those that are the controlling person control. Oh, bad word. <laughs> they are the one that control the hiring process. How you present those to people will help get you get people to where they want to go in life with the jobs that they're taking on. And one last piece, time job is trading time for the effort to be part of something. Time is our most valuable resource. So be yes. serious about where you're looking to go with the work, you're, the time you're willing to give somebody for the work you're going to do for them. Be very serious about that. Be authentic. Awesome. Wow, Tim, that was a great top five. That was awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. That was so good. Well, you're and, welcome. Hey, thanks for being a part of this episode. I really appreciate your time and believing in what we're doing and investing in people that you might not even see their faces, but they're listening to what you're sharing. So thank you so much for bringing your authenticity, for bringing your passion. I'm sure everyone can hear that through whatever they're listening from. So Tim, thank you so much for being a part of the One Word Podcast. You're very welcome. I'd be open to being a part of whatever you're doing going forward. You've impressed me as a person and your, your goals in life and where you want to go. I still don't know all of them, but I'm, I'm learning as I go. And if there are people that uh, want to talk with me and speak with me in the future, I will find time to speak and talk with people you know who ask and are looking for that opportunity to have a conversation. Wow. Thank you so much, Tim. We'll definitely uh, put that out there and make that available for people. So thanks so much, Tim. All right. You're welcome. Have a great rest of the day. Uh, let God look down on you and bless you and keep you safe. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Man, that is some solid stuff from our friend Tim, again, the president and CEO at Teleregion. We're so honored that Josh got to have a conversation with him about leadership, about what it's like to be in the workplace, and especially what the workplace is looking for for young professionals like so many of us. The biggest thing that I took away was authenticity and how genuinely important that is in all facets of professional and personal life. We hope you guys were able to learn something today from Tim. 
Uh, and we hope that you will join us again on episode six of season two of the One Word Podcast. Continue to choose it, rep it, live it, and we will see you guys next time. Have a good one. Thank you.